As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This is Johnny and Rhonda. We'll have you heard spread the word. We're extending our mics to employees in all positions and talk about this thing called the workplace. From staff management to leadership, no topics are off limits. We created this platform because as an employee, your voice counts. Our call-in number today is 813-251-9867. Share your first name and where you're calling from. If you're shy or concerned, someone may recognize you. No worries. We can't see you. And or you can just use a creative name. But this is an opportunity for you to share your voice. And just as a reminder, you can hear WTMP on many different platforms. On your radio, you can dial 1150 AM, 97.5 FM in Pinellas. Or, you know what, just tell Alexa to play WTMP. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so, hey, guys, we got a good topic today, as we normally always do on every week, every Saturday. And we're talking about uh, Are You the One? And Ooh. so... Are You the One? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> And no, not relationships. We're talking about, you know, uh, do you have the right person in the wrong seat or the wrong person in the right, right seat. seat? Oh, my God. You know, this thing called the seat in the workplace is very, very important in looking at who do you have in running your, your department? Who right. do you have in your organization? So how important is that, Rhonda? It's very important. Why would you, know, you say that? If you've ever been in a job where <laughs> you know that the it's the wrong person in that position, <clears throat> you know, that's where the conflict arises. That's where there's just so much turmoil. There's so much chaos in the work environment. I agree with that. I agree with that. But a lot of times, is it that it's just it could be the right person. They just need some guidance. Yes. And that's the reason why I always say that, you know what, before we start looking at analyzing the right seat, the wrong person, Correct. you know what, as leaders and as managers, we have to take a step back and ask ourselves, am I in the right seat? Oh, <laughs> looking at yourself first. Yes. It's about asking yourself that hard question because if you've ever been in a leadership position or a management position, that's not for the weak. That's true. That's true because a lot of responsibilities comes with those roles and those positions. Mm -hmm. So how do you uh, assist or help a person in, or, or making them admit that they may not be the right fit for that seat? You know what? This is where it's about being self-aware. You know, this is really around... Self-reflection. Yes. You have to ask yourself some really hard questions. You have to really ask yourself, are you ready to protect, mentor, train, develop somebody mm. else? Ooh, you know, hey. because when when you're not asking yourself those questions, you have to ask yourself, then why did I accept the position? Was it about the money? A lot of times <laughs> people do. Mm-hmm. It's about, or the title, because people yes. you know, are driven by, I have to have a manager, I have to have a CEO, senior VP. But what was your why of going into that position? Because if you're not ready to do all of those things, like protect, mentor, develop, then you're giving someone else the permission to take away, potentially, that person who's the right one. Correct, correct, correct. And, I, and I, you said something that was very key. I mean, 
a lot of times people don't do uh, the self reflection mm-hmm. of saying, "Hey, am I really the right fit?" Or it could be just the environment. Right. It, it might be the right person, but not the right environment. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a mixture of things. I think you need to decide if the environment, meaning the culture, mm-hmm. is not set for the right tone mm-hmm. with the right pieces around it, meaning people. Then people and leadership go hand in hand. Right. But it's also when you're doing that self reflection. It's really around looking at what part of the culture was I brought on board to fix. Mm. Because oftentimes it's easy to kind of point the finger at all these different elements. But then again, it becomes where if I'm not committed to doing what I said I was going to do. And that can go from the moment that you were hired. That can go the moment that a new initiative was brought on. You have to constantly say, am I the right one? to fulfill the requirements of this job and everything that comes with it. So so that sounds like they need to be held accountable. Ah, yes. Mm. <laughs> well, you sure know how to do it, Miss Rhonda. I'm well, telling you. You know, and, it's, it, and I like to keep things simple. You know, I, I was watching the movie The Matrix the other day. Wow. And I know going back. That's a right? classic. It, it, and But the thing is that the rules haven't changed. You know, we often focus on Neo, like, and he, is he the one? And forget about Neo for a second. Okay. But let's look at Morpheus. Okay, let's look at it. As him. a leader, he demonstrated everything. He protected his group. He trained and developed. And he often had to even stand in the midst of before everybody else could believe, he believed for them. I like that comparison. Right? And and that way, even when the agents came to get Neo, Neo, he was like, no, I'm not going anywhere. Because why? Morpheus knew he was ready. He knew he was the one to be the protector of his entire tribe. That's we true. have to have that tenacity. We have to have that level of commitment that is if so we're true. going to own up to having a leadership or a manager title. That's so true. And if you're not ready for that, then you're not the one. Oh, wow. And if you and, and this is why it's so important to do that self-reflection because these are lives that are being put into our hands. These are people that during the hiring process, we're asking them to follow me. You know, Mm. you're asking someone to trust you. You're asking someone to respect you. Then you better be ready for that. You're right. You're right. So uh, hiring a person that uh, is not connected, I can see how that can cause a problem. But what happens in uh, throughout that hiring process or the interviewing stages of that, where the person put on a good, a good face? (laughs) I guess, I guess the people call it representative. Yes. So. You know, you, you, you hire somebody and you bring them in based upon, of course, what they have, their credentials, mm-hmm. their experience, and things of that nature. But then not knowing that they may not be connected because you can have a good personality. Right. And you can be a good person, mm-hmm. but that don't mean you, you, you know how to be a good leader. Exactly. And here's the whole thing. It's don't compromise. There are there are telltale signs during the interview process mm-hmm. on how someone is ready for that right seat if they're re- if they're the right one for that position and it's the behavioral interviewing process and asking examples because past performance is a great indicator for future behavior, right? Correct. So it's really taking a full approach look during the hiring process of, okay, it's bigger than just chemistry. How is this person going to connect to the culture? What are they going to bring to the table? So when you're going through that interview process, oftentimes, you know what happens? What's that? We compromise. Mm. Because it takes a very long time to find that right person. And oftentimes it becomes where it's like, well, you know what? They meet some of the criteria. I can fix all the other things. No, you can't. Uh, no, you can't. Yeah, <laughs> I, I agree with you on that. I think I think ultimately when you're hiring somebody and bringing them in and bringing them on that uh, or and bringing them into that organization, I think one of the most important uh, ingredients, I should say, is they got to believe in the core values. Mm-hmm. Yes. Whatever the core values are for that organization that's been mm-hmm. set, that mm-hmm. they live by, that they sleep by, eat by, breathe by, yes. within themselves, that person and the people within that organization has to be 
understanding, embrace, mm-hmm. and accept that the core values because yes. that's the foundation. Exactly. And the thing is, is that that's why it's so key when after you do that self-reflection piece, mm-hmm. the second part is management and leadership are on the same page as it results as it relates to kind of the foundational pieces that you were talking about so during the interview process everyone is speaking the same language it is so consistent that anyone that is sitting opposite from that person they have no no choice but to understand that this is part of what i live this is part of what they breathe correct and then it's around there because it's not just management and leadership interviewing. The candidate should be interviewing them as well. I agree. Because I agree with that. it has to be both ways. ways. Oftentimes, I agree. we're so busy pointing the finger, and I'm like, okay, but during the interview process, what questions did you ask to see? Or am I able to connect to the vision? That's am true. Am I able to connect to the culture? Am I am I even able to connect to the core values? Ah, that's because true. if one of the core values is commitment, and I know, look, I don't like boundaries. I don't like feeling like I'm committed to anything. I want the freedom, right? Everybody, right, I want the freedom. <laughs> if that's your core value and you can't connect to theirs, then you know what? You have to be willing to say, this is not right for me. That's true. you're wasting your time and you're wasting their, their time. time. No, I agree with that. That was well said, mm-hmm. by the way. That was good. Um, I, I I mean, you actually just said a lot that's that that's so accurate and true. You know, when you're you the 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 backbone of a the core values of a company mm-hmm. and their culture speaks volumes. Yeah, and we don't talk about core values. We now. don't. We, we talk don't. about the vision. We talk about the mission. We, we do. talk about how we're going to accomplish and and do the work. Yes, but we, but we don't, don't talk, talk about, about the core values. No, we don't. You know, and oftentimes when I'm going to different organizations, that's the first thing I'm asking. Where are your core values? Why isn't it plastered all over the place? That's right. Because unless people see it, how can it become a part of them? I agree with that. I agree with that. I mean, people need to see that. Yes. Because they need to know what the company represents and what they stand for. Mm -hmm. However, uh, I I, I agree with you. A lot of people, a lot of companies, Excuse me. A lot of organizations have gotten away from mm-hmm. the core values or plastering it yeah. all over so people can see that. Mm-hmm. And I think that happens with different leadership changing, yeah. taking place because everybody's visions are different. Right. It's not saying that they disregard the core values, mm-hmm. but their vision. Mm-hmm. And so when they come in, that's where that creativity comes in at. Because if that creativity and that innovation is not present, right. then guess what? It hurts. Mm-hmm. It's a problem. It's an issue within that organization because they can't. If, if you can't bring creativity to right. the forefront, then guess what? Mm-hmm. Your people are not going to be able to know where which direction to go. Exactly. And here's some here's a, something that is so key that of what we're talking about is that's why you want to restrict turnover. Oh yes. Because if every single time, every couple of months, there's turnover, and now there's a different vision, there's a different mission. People are going to get lost. What are we doing here? Ah, you're so right. Because the thing is, is that when you really are able to restrict turnover, and even if, you know, it, it's going to happen, but then when you bringing in the right people in the right seat, they should not be looking to change your infrastructure. I agree. They should, the core values are the core values. The vision is the vision. The mission is the mission. And it becomes, what is my part in filling that gap? Correct. I'm here to fill a void to fulfill the overall vision and mission. It's the the constant changing of that. That's where you're off. You should only really be doing a culture, and I like to call it a culture reset. Okay. Only when you're at huge milestones. At the beginning when you're starting up. Okay. And then when you're looking to expand. Mm -hmm. And then when you're looking to grow. Good. Those major touch points, they you can are. then look at, okay, what do we need to incorporate different? Because the landscape in the economy changes. So, yeah, you may want to do a culture reset, but that, should, that shouldn't happen every year. No, that shouldn't. That I should agree be, with that. You know, we're doing strategic plans, you know, for every five years, right? Five, ten years. You should not be doing a culture reset unless you're changing your strategic plan. That's true. That's true. I mean, I, I do believe that uh, a person... Uh, that's in that role in that position, uh, right seat. If they're in the right seat, um, they should. Or if there's the wrong person that should be in the right seat, I do believe that 
if you're not involved throughout the daily operations and you're not involved with the people, if if you get in a if if you're being tasked or you're being asked to achieve a goal mm-hmm. for the company, then it's your job to not just only delegate, but it's your job to make sure that you're involved. Yes. It's your job to make sure that you're communicating effectively to your people. Mm-hmm. It's your job to make sure that you're showing and demonstrating commitment. Right. It's right. your job to make sure that they understand that, hey, you're not just speaking, but you're leading and you're showing and you're demonstrating. Mm-hmm. And once you put all that together, people will follow. And that's exactly the point. You, what you described was the definition of a leader. Yes. Right? Being involved, right? Engaged. And the thing is, is that if you're going to take on that responsibility, if you're going to extend an invitation and mm-hmm. say, hey, I want you to follow me. Right? right. You cannot have the expectation that people will follow you unless you're willing to perform as a leader. That's true. And then That's those true. that are tasked, the moment that you say, you know what? Yep, I will follow you. Then be the follower. Don't try to step into the role of a leader. I agree with that. We have to become, you know, you have to understand what your role is. And now, now, now you speak in volumes <laughs> because that is so true. Because in order for you to be a good uh, leader, I believe that you have to be a good follower first of a good leader. Mm-hmm. But you have to be, a, you have to know how to identify a good leader. Exactly. But then, and, and, and that's where you have to understand that you're training, right? Yes. And once, but once you step into that leadership role, don't divert back to being a follower. I agree. I agree. You know, own that space. If you're in that position, if you say, hey, I'm in the right seat, I am in the right position, own that space. Yeah. No matter what, no matter the hardships, no matter what's coming up against you, because then those that will follow you will respect you. They will understand you're not going to always be perfect, but they'll have a willingness to follow. Yeah. Everybody don't know how to uh, accept the role that they're in. Mm -hmm. And, 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 And I understand if you are in a place a point in your life where you want to thrive or grow Mm -hmm. and you should and, and, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. But you also gotta be, you gotta be a realist about it too. You have to be realistic about it. You need to look at how long you've been doing it Mm -hmm. because experience counts. Exactly. And you also have to look at what have you gained Mm -hmm. and your, cause your experience is what turns into knowledge and your knowledge is what carries you with the wisdom. Exactly. And so that allows you to project or see things Mm -hmm. that, others don't see right and you have to understand that every single person at some point in their career has been a student that's right and it's it's kind of like school like this really isn't that difficult no that's true that's true everybody is a student and you have to understand that when i'm a student i'm a follower right and i have to stay the course i there were some teachers when i was in school i just did not connect with it was but I knew I would, I could learn something from them because they're in the position of authority. Right. They're in the position to what? So impart that, that their wisdom, impart their knowledge. Correct. Right? And until I passed the course, I had to stick to it. I didn't jump ship. I didn't, you know, drop the course. I stayed in it. That's right. And because of that, what ended up happening? I saw the fruit of it. Correct. In the work environment, it's the same thing. It's stay the course, follow, learn, be a student, and then know when it's time to do what? Go to the next Next level. level. Yeah, I mean, if you under some good, and that goes back to what we said earlier, if you're you're knowing how to be a good follower, Mm -hmm. then which you're following a good leader, then guess what? Mm-hmm. You'll be well prepared and you'll know mm-hmm. because your yes. leader and yourself, y'all will be, y'all will be in sync. Yeah. You'll be like, yeah. okay, you know what? It's time. Mm-hmm. It's time for you to go out here and do, do the things that you, that I know that you can do and yeah. put, and put your teaching and your learning and your wisdom and your knowledge, mm-hmm. go ahead and apply it to people that need it. Because, um, what may, even with your mentors, I've seen cases where the mentor, uh, was good for that role that they were in, mm-hmm. but all mentors ain't good for every role. Exactly, and if you have a very good mentor, they will tell you when it's time 
to oh yes go. oh yes that's so and, true and even in the work environment and that's the reason why you know one of the criteria of being a good leader is also a mentor yes. because you should never as an employee you know my rule of thumb is if you have to ask to be promoted or ask to be elevated you may not be ready that's true. Because, I can agree with that. You know, a good mentor, a good leader will recognize when you're ready and they won't hold you back. Okay, so uh, I kind of disagree with that because of the way things are now. You have a lot of favoritism. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of clicks. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of people that because if they're not liked or accepted mm-hmm. and then you have people because they're good at their job mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily qualifies them to be a good leader, be in that role as right. a leader mm-hmm. to lead people. So in some cases you get overlooked. Mm-hmm. So I have to challenge that because okay. um, in the beginning we said, we defined what a good leader looks like. That's true. So in what you just said, I always go back to the main question. Then is that person a good leader? Mm. If I have fav- this whole favorites, if I'm holding someone back, if I'm doing all, all these things, allowing you know the clicks because that clips is clicks is going to cause conflict. It is. They, then, it is. It again, will. It goes back to then. Am I really a good leader? Mm. It goes and am, am I in the right position? Right. Right. No. No. <laughs> I, I I agree with that. And so, and, but you know what? Sometimes to a good leader, unfortunately, and, and I mean I'm I kind of playing on both both sides of the fence mm-hmm. myself. Uh, Sometimes a good leader. They have so much going on to mm-hmm. sometimes they can't see some of the talent that they have around them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that doesn't necessarily make them a bad leader. Right. However, I believe they just need to, because when you're in leadership roles, uh-huh. you know, you kind of take a baby steps too. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And so as you take baby steps, you're trying to figure certain things out yourself, mm-hmm. especially if that's your first time. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? We're not talking about now. We're not talking about those who's supposed to be a seasoned mm-hmm. or veteran. We're talking about speaking specifically to those who may be new. Yes. Or maybe first or second time mm-hmm. coming around because you're supposed to learn from your experience. Right. And people are your best experience exactly. and best teacher yeah. when it comes to being in leadership mm-hmm. roles. Mm-hmm. So I do feel that in some cases that a good leader can possibly may be in that right seat, mm-hmm. but they may be, they, they may not. Uh, totally know how to identify or they may overlook some of the talent that they have around them. Then I question, okay, do you have the right managers in the right seat? Or supervisors. Correct. Okay. Because, you know, the leaders, if you are in a leadership position, then you're supposed to teach, you're supposed to develop, right? right? But then the managers and supervisors, they're charged with guiding. Yes. That's so true. again, it goes back to once you determine, hey, I'm the right, I'm the right leader, right? Then you have to assess. Now, do you have the right managers and supervisors? Are they in the right seat? Do That's you true. have them in the right position? It's it's a domino effect. It is because you have to you have to constantly ha- keep your eye on what is my responsibility, and you have to own that space, and you have to stay in your lane. The problem is, is that you have managers who are trying to teach, then they're trying to step into the manager role, right? Mm-hmm. And guide. And then they're trying to step into the employee's role of then following. So they're wearing too many hats. Uh, and that's where burnout happens. I agree with that. And then that's where, to your point, that's where you lose control. You lose sight of what's going on because your hands is involved in too much. And that is not the infrastructure design of the workplace. So uh, leaders need to have a balance because mm-hmm. that's what you just explained yeah. and described. And I agree with that. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I don't think, but, but you know what, as time goes on, that's something you learn. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? That's not something, you know, right off the, off mm-hmm. back, because a lot of times when you get promoted or you're in those leadership roles, you're excited. Right. You're full of energy. Mm-hmm. You probably have a lot of visions. Right. And you know, you want to do a lot of good things. Mm-hmm. I think your intentions are right, but along the way, a lot of things probably transpires and happens and it it changes your your taste mm-hmm. it changes your direction it definitely and then you look at it from a different view right 
And so with that being said, you probably dialed back a lot of things that you initially was so gun ho about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I think that kind of, and, and, and I also, I think that too can possibly affect a leader. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because now they're trying to figure out, okay, what, where to go? Yes. You know, what do I do? You know, and then like they say that phrase, hey, it's lonely at the top. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? And it is. And, and, and look, that's part of that determination. Because if you say that you want to be a leader, Mm -hmm. you're going to have to accept that very core piece that I I may not have many friends in the workplace. That's true. That's true. In the one place where I am spending the majority of my time, the one place where I have to sacrifice being with my family, you have to come to terms with part of stepping into a leadership, a manager, or a supervisory role is that I may not have a lot of friends. That's so true. And if you're not really to accept that truth, again, am I in the right seat? Mm. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, and I agree. I mean, because there's so many ways you can look at that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think, and I, and I think too, it's also gauged uh, upon a person's views, mm-hmm. what they've been surrounded and exposed right. to mm-hmm. their own personal experiences yeah. and I think a lot of it is personal experiences mm-hmm. and if they themselves have been in leadership roles you know I always try to look at it's always you can always find a positive out of a negative right you know what I'm and saying it's growing pain oh yeah, for sure that's all it is it's for sure. part of your learning experience look to be very frank when I was constantly being promoted no one told me that it's going that I'm not going to have any friends. Mm-hmm. No one told me that you know what the higher you go, the the least liked you'll be. No yes. one told me that, and that's the reason why you know I love what we're doing because we are now using our mics to be able to say you know what if you're lonely you know as you know being in that role guess what welcome to the club. That's true. That's <laughs> you're now true. part of a club, and it's okay. But that's where you want to make sure that you're developing a community outside of your work environment. This is the piece of networking. So that way you're able to be with other leaders. You're able to be with other managers to hear what are some of the hardships. And I always tell people, don't wait until you get into the position before you seek out what are some of the requirements. requirements yeah. Know where you want to go. And already start to do the research. Already start surrounding yourself with people who are already in that role. Find out the good, the bad, the ugly. Find out everything that you may not find out in your workplace. Mm, mm, mm. So, okay, so so with that being said, where does, where does that start? So, you know what? You'd start going meetup. On meetup.com, you can find virtually every group. Go on LinkedIn. You know, join a part of a community. Just don't rely on your Facebook community because those are your friends and family and them, right? All right, all right, all right, all right. You know, but this is where going to those platforms and plugging in the your, your title and then joining those communities mm. and see and and don't just keep it to social media. Get out and go. That's where the meetups happen. You know, so in your local area. I, so, like, for example, HR. There are regional um, groups of HR people that come together, and there's always a networking time. Mm, okay. Join your cha- local chamber of commerce. There is a there is an overabundance amount of group, and you just keep plugging away until you find the one that is right, right for, for you. you. But you want to just get surrounded by other people so that way you're not reliant on trying to fit in in your work environment. Correct, correct. So do you feel that a lot of leaders make a lot of bad decisions which cause, which starts and cause the problems that they have in the workplace? That, that they're afraid, sometimes it's fear. Oh, you think so? Yeah, you think it's fear? Um, sometimes they're afraid of making decisions. Um, you know, look, you know, <laughs> as a society, who likes to be wrong? Okay. You know, who I get likes that. to be wrong? Nobody likes, likes to be to, wrong. You know, but this is where it's when you're making a decision, own it. And be willing to say, you know what, regardless of the consequence, I'm not going to try to hide it. I'm not going to try to cover it up. <laughs> I'm right, not going right. to try to point the finger at somebody else. 
And it's just, you're going to own the fact that, hey, you know what? Made a mistake. Let's course correct. A lot of leaders don't want to admit that they made a mistake, though. Yeah, but Not today, people. But, but Not today, like, people. I mean, so what do you do about that? Because sometimes, as an employee, I want to know that my leader is very involved enough and can admit when they're wrong. Mm-hmm. You can't always be right just because you're in that role. Right, right. But a good leader is willing to own up to their mistakes. Because I always say that there's no, there is not a big mistake that can't be corrected. Only the ones that are hidden can't be corrected. And the reason why I've always been forthcoming and saying, you know what, we possibly could have done that a little bit better and I own right. that decision because more is caught than what is taught. Okay. I wanted to create an, an environment within my department where my team would be forthcoming and saying, hey, I tried this, I did it this way, and I messed up. Okay. But if I'm trying, to, if I'm so busy trying to cover up and not owning my decisions, regardless of the consequence, why would everybody else who's surrounded and connected to me, why would they think it's okay for them to say, hey, I made a mistake? And then what happens is that you end up creating a culture of fear instead of a culture of productivity. Mm. That's powerful. That's powerful. I mean, I, I think that, you know, um, if, a, if a decision is made and if it is the wrong decision, mm-hmm. um, I think it's, well, especially if it's a decision that you made and not something that you were told to do mm-hmm. or follow. And, and that actually brings a good point. What can you do if it's something you're instructed to do? that you don't feel it's good to do, mm-hmm. but you got a group of people that you have to lead mm-hmm. in order to do to execute that mm-hmm. that was given to you. So what do you do? How do you fix that? Do you bump heads with your management, your leadership, or do you say, you know what, hey, because by you carrying out that by you carrying out mm-hmm. what they told you to do, you know, to other people you look like you're not the right person for the job. Mm-hmm. So how do you handle that? How do you approach that? Do you go sometimes back and forth? you have to lead and sometimes you have to follow. Mm. <laughs> there are times where I may not have agreed with the decision, but I, I, at that point, I'm going to follow it. I'm going to carry it out. And you know what? Nine times out of ten, when I just followed and I, and I did what, what I was instructed to do, you know what? There was always a piece that I didn't see. Mm. We're so quick to judge, right? Right. And say, well, there's a better way of doing it. But there are times where other where leaders are looking at things at a from a panoramic viewpoint. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we can get pigeonholed to, well, I know I've done it this way and this is how it's worked. But sometimes if we just follow and stay the course, mm-hmm. it ends up where it benefits everybody else. It's just okay. sometimes it's around being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Sometimes it's it's very uncomfortable being a follower. Yes. It's very uncomfortable because we want to put our judgment on it, right? We want to judge through our filters. Sometimes you just have to follow. And then it's report in along the way. Right. So instead of waiting to the end and saying, hey, I was right, this is not working. When you get halfway through, let the results speak, speak for itself. I agree. Oftentimes, it's when you're following the instruction, if now there's something that has gone crazy, Mm -hmm. at that point, bring it back to the leader because now it's not based on opinion. It's not based on, oh, well, I think. Now it's based on facts. You have something quantifiable to say, listen, I carried out the instructions the way that you directed, but before we finish this, I want to bring to your attention, here's what we found so far. So now it's not based off of emotion. It's not based off of anything other than here's the fact. How do you suggest that we move forward? And if they still say follow through, now it becomes I'm going to follow through. Wow. This is where it's around. Sometimes we have to just take a step back and trust and follow. Okay. That's why I was saying earlier, do we know our lanes? Do we know how to be a good follower? Well, you're very passionate about it, I see. <laughs> <laughs> well said. You almost made me drop a tear. Woo. Oh, man. Because it's kind of like, what role did you accept? That's why it's so important. If you say, look, follow me. Right. Then lead. 
Show up. Be involved. But, Be but, ready. But if you don't mind me saying, a lot of people don't want to follow somebody. They got to trust them before they follow them. Then you know what? At the very beginning, when you're sitting in front of somebody, uh -huh. don't agree to follow. Don't do if, it. If I say, if someone says, look, I need you to follow me. Uh -huh. I have a choice to make. I'm either going to choose to follow you or I'm going to choose to go in a different direction. So if I choose to follow you, then I have to be okay with my decision and just follow and be willing to say along the way, hey, listen, this is what I'm just reminding you. I agree to follow, but I need you to show up. I need you to be ready to do and be involved in everything that we committed to do. Because the moment that you stop leading, what happens? It's now you're giving permission for someone else to step. If a person don't trust you and respect you, we're talking about work. Because now you're talking about people, livelihood, and pay. They still going to follow in most cases, because they don't want to lose their job yeah. and they don't want to face the repercussions mm -hmm. behind that, especially if it's nothing illegal. Let's be for real. Right. It's just it's just like, well, I don't necessarily agree with what you're saying. Mm -hmm. I don't think we should do this. You know, it's like when like when when I was in the military, we used to know it was hurry up and wait. Mm -hmm. Well, we couldn't stand that. Hurry up and wait. Mm -hmm. We couldn't understand why you had to hurry up. To, to to finish a job or do a job and then you're sitting around waiting. Well, guess what? We still did it. Right. We didn't like it. Right. It was our job. We yes. had no choice. So you have a lot of people that's in those situations that they just have to go ahead. They don't necessarily agree with the direction of their leader. They don't necessarily agree with the decision that their leader made. Mm -hmm. They don't even necessarily agree with the, the direction that the leader is going. Right. Like you said earlier, you do have a choice because at that point, do you want to stay in that situation mm -hmm. or do you want to move forward to another situation? And that I love. I love the military. I, I couldn't do the military because I just had Shame on you. <laughs> but I, I always loved the concepts because it's what you just said. You may not have liked the instruction and the direction, but you waited. Mm -hmm. That's what we need more in the workplace. Wait your turn. Mm. Wait. Sit. And, and while you're waiting, don't complain. Don't fuss. Don't try to get other people to co-sign on your nonsense, right? It's really around wait, wait quietly, and wait for the next direction. Uh, Carry well, out what was given to you and wait. I wish you had been in. You would have. You, have, <laughs> you definitely would have a different attitude towards no, that. But I, but I you mean, you know, what I'm saying. I know I do. I do understand because you do, uh, in a lot of cases. Uh, don't necessarily understand the decisions yeah. that has to be that that that's made, but because you're not at certain levels, exactly. so when you're not at certain levels, you're not going to see the behind the scene wow. things that's going on. Mm -hmm. And I think that may be why a lot of people mm -hmm. and employees speaking, mm -hmm. you know, get so frustrated mm -hmm. and get mm -hmm. upset and get mad because they like, why are we doing this? It makes no mm -hmm. sense because this they is... only see their part exactly. And you know that's why I love the panoramic view that I was mentioning, because leaders will see things in a panoramic view. Mm -hmm. You know, the generals, they saw things in a panoramic view. So the generals is equivalent to the CEOs, that C-suite, right? Right, right they exactly. They're constantly getting together. They're constantly looking at every piece of the puzzle mm -hmm. in that panoramic view. That's but true. oftentimes, the, the lower the level, the less access you have to that entire view mm. so if you don't have access if you have not been given the codes right right, right. <laughs> see i watched a lot of movies uh, <laughs> if you don't have all of the codes you have to wait until you gain access okay so the whole thing is is that if we look at in the military if you would have gone and said i don't agree with you and I don't care what your rank is, mm -hmm. but I don't agree. I'm not waiting. I want to do it this way. What would have happened? You still would have had to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. Right. I mean, but you know, so in the military, God knows I love the military. But the military is, uh, you know, different than outside in the civilian world for sure. Because, you know, when the civilian world, you have choices. In the military, mm -hmm. you don't have so many choices. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of like, hey, you have to do it and get mm -hmm. it done. If you 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 can you can complain all day long, but it still has to be done. Mm -hmm. um, and and but I will say that 
a lot of times when you hurry up and you and that hurry up and wait stage, it's like, why did we hurry up and now we still gotta wait for so long? <laughs> and you know, it's like, okay, we could have did this at this time right. to get the same results. Mm-hmm. So I think that a lot of times that uh, when you're looking at your leaders, your mm-hmm. leaders, and they're in certain roles and positions, sometimes and a lot of times, believe it or not, a lot of those decisions are out of their control. Mm-hmm. And you know what? In the civilian world, the word that you used, it's not much different from the military. Uh It's either you follow the instruction or you don't, right? Everybody has a choice in the civilian world. That's true. You can, and I don't care how long you've been in a position, if you don't follow the policies and procedures, if you don't follow your job description, Mm -hmm. many people feel like, no, I have tenure or I have time. Oh, I'm in the union. Guess what? everybody's time card clocks out. That's true. And at some point, you there could be a change in leadership. There could be a change in, in anything, in infrastructure. At some point, everybody's time can be up. That's true. Because there are rules of engagement. Ha, military term. Yeah. <laughs> but there's rules of engagement, whether we're talking about civilian or military, there eventually, you have to reap the benefits or the cost of your decision. Yeah, no, that, that's it, very it's true. Either you're going to follow the direction, or and wait, right? Mm-hmm. Or you're going to recognize, okay, there's a part that I bring. I may not have all the information. I right. may not have it. That's true. But I'm going to trust the person that I agree to follow. At every single level, every single person has to follow someone. I don't care if you're a CEO. You're going to have to do what? Report into the board. That's right. Everybody has somebody that they have to report into. That is so true. No one is exempt exempt from from that. that. That's true. And the higher you go, you know what? (laughs) The reality is is that we all work for someone who's even greater. That's true. And we all have an account. That's so true. So my thing is is that I'm not going to get hit with a question and be like, no, I didn't follow. Nope. I'm going to make sure. I may not get it right all the time, but my word is my bond. And well anytime said. I accepted a position, I accepted the responsibility to do my part. That's right. And I'm not worried about what I think or feel about somebody else because I want to make sure that at any point, if anybody says, did you do your part? I did the, the best mom, that I, I could. And, amen. And that is so true because <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, you... You can't, people are going to, everybody is not going to like you. Right. And everybody is not going to agree with you. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I, and, I, and, I, and I say this all the time, you know, as long as you can sleep good at night. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Because that means something to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because that lets me know that you have a conscience. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So at the end of the day, you know, uh, everybody go through stages of learning. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Everybody go through growing pains. Right. As we said in one of our uh, topics before. Mm-hmm. And so you have to make sure that um, you're connected. Yes. You know what I'm saying? You have to make sure you're connected to the organization, mm-hmm. what they stand for, the role in the position and what and the responsibilities that comes along with it, mm-hmm. as well as the core values that's yes. in it. You have mm-hmm. to you have to believe in that and you have to know that and at first. Mm-hmm. And and once you is it's brought to your attention then you have to be able to say, Okay, is this a good fit for me? Exactly. And the thing is is that no matter how high up you go, whether you start at the lower level all the way up, the core values of the organization applies to every single person. That's true. So even it's just you're living it at a higher level. That's you know? true. So the thing is is that when you're going to interview or before you even look to go anywhere else, uh-huh. see if you connect to the mission, vision, but more importantly, the core values. Can you live out the core values day in and day out? Yes. And if your answer is no, that is not the right seat for you. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree. Or or if you're having a lot of doubt mm-hmm. internally. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because if you have, a, that's, that's the stuff that people can't see. Yes. So you need to kind of tap into what people really can't see versus mm-hmm. what people is, it's obvious. Right. Because I don't know, a lot of people say, man, you wear your you wear your your feelings and your emotions on your sleeve mm-hmm. so they can see it. Right. You know what I'm saying? But if you know that you're you know, you're you're not happy, mm-hmm. 
you know, that you're 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 struggling back and forth about should I make this decision or mm-hmm. should I not make this and it's causing you to be unstable. Right. You know, then you know, like you said, that's not the right role exactly. and position for you. And make a choice and then wait. Yes. <laughs> but then it's really around follow your gut. Oh yeah. Oftentimes, yeah. look. There were times where everyone around me was like, this is the perfect job for you. This is the perfect position. But something internally, it just Just didn't didn't feel right. It didn't sit right. And I was constantly getting sick. And I'm not someone who gets sick. But it was just where it was just wrong. Something just wasn't right, but I couldn't Mm. put my finger on it. It wasn't something that I could say, A, B, C, this is all the issues. But I knew something didn't feel right. And I made the decision to then, all right, let me get in touch with what the problem is. But I I took action. Mm. Because I knew that as long as something didn't feel right, it was time for me to go. Right. You know, right. and then oftentimes is once I made that decision, it wasn't hard. Sometimes the hardest thing is making a choice. Yes, and it is. Sticking to, to that it. choice, no I matter agree. what is being said, if family, if friends, if coworkers, if they don't agree with you, sometimes you just have to stick to your decision and be okay with that. Yeah, I mean, and you know, you have a lot of people too um, that are not are not good decision makers mm-hmm. so you know uh, being a good decision maker personally you know it comes from you know and, and i want to say add my personal views into it as much as a professional standpoint i think it goes both hand in hand because in your professional as well as your personal you learn to make good decisions by your experiences mm-hmm. you see what i'm saying mm-hmm. your experiences is what allows you to say okay i I made that mistake, I learned from it, mm-hmm. and now I can move forward. Exactly. So it goes hand in hand. So, you know, you have to grow mm-hmm. with that process because it is a process. Right. You know, one of my very my very first mentors, um, what he told me was, be ready to fail. Mm. And at first I was like, well, that's not very encouraging. <laughs> <laughs> but can I tell you, he was so right. Because the more I failed, it just it really strengthened something in me Mm. where I didn't give up. It's almost as if I expected, but I know that there's some great that's going to come out of it. So was it, was it necessarily, and and this, I I, kind of have a different take on that. Mm. I don't call them failures Mm -hmm. or fail. I just call them experiences. So the failures turned into experiences, but remember, I said, this is very early on because why everyone has a fear of failing because as children, what are we told? Don't do that. Don't do this. You're told constantly what, what it is that you can and cannot do. But as an adult, you have to try things. And what he was trying to show me is that don't fear failure. Mm. Don't fear it because now it's like, if you expect it, it's your, the experiences is what is the outcome. Mm, okay. I, I, I mean, I'm listening to your take. I, I, I have you a know, little it's different. A mind, it's a mindset. You uh, know? Yeah. I, um, I, but for me, and it, it worked for me because I try to do everything right. So remember, everyone is going to say, so there may be things that, that works for you that will resonate with our viewers. Mm-hmm. Like, don't think of it as failure. Think of it as experiences. But right. there may be someone who is always trying to strive for perfection that hearing those words around, don't fear failure. You know, just keep, okay. don't quit, keep trying. You know, that may resonate for them. Yeah, that's true. And at that point in my life, that just, it did something for me. So then when something doesn't work, I'm going to keep trying. Yeah. You know, and then I share my experiences with other people. So that's your language. Yes. And, and that's mm-hmm. not a problem. I, I mean, I totally understand that, you know, that, um, you know, you have to, whether it's a failure of experience, mm-hmm. you have to keep moving forward and try again yeah. until you get it right. You Dust know yourself what I'm off and try again. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> you have to just try again. I mean, because at the end of the day, I believe what makes a failure is when, you let it defeat you and you never yes. try again. Exactly. Then that's a failure. Yes. You know, but if you if you drop the ball and you pick the ball back up mm-hmm. and you keep dribbling the ball mm-hmm. and you shoot the ball, then you're still in the game. Exactly. And you know, even with this topic of 
asking, are you the one? Yes. You know, you have to come to the realization that the hiring process, the development process, yes. when you're dealing with people, yes. you're going to have experiences. I agree. I agree. I agree. <laughs> no matter what, you know, I've been in this game now for over 24 years. Yeah, okay. And it becomes where, you know, just when you think you have the right formula, you have the right language, you know, it's it's trial and error. Mm. But the most important thing is just keep at it. Stay involved. Stay engaged. You know, do the self-reflection first before yes. you start looking out at your team. But at the end of the day, it's really around when you're working with other people, you're always going to have experiences. Just don't give up. That's right. And you got to managers. You have to manage your team, teach your teams, mm -hmm. you know, make sure that you're there with your teams to see what they're doing wrong as well as what they're doing right and compliment your teams. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That goes a long way, mm -hmm. you know, complimenting your teams when they're uh, right as well as uh, you quick to, you quick to chastise yeah. them if they're wrong. So, you know, compliment them and just let them know, Hey, I see what you're doing, mm -hmm. you know? And then when you get that opportunity to allow them to shine, Right. Or allow, allow them to show up and show out, mm -hmm. then provide that platform mm -hmm. for them. You know, that goes a long way. And, you know, it's just like it's just like in business, you know, uh, word of mouth travels. Yeah. And so if you're a good leader and a good manager, word of mouth will travel. Mm -hmm. People will know, oh, OK, yeah, I heard about that person. Oh, mm -hmm. you know, never met him, but I heard mm -hmm. good things about him. And that's what you want to have. You want to have more of that than you do hearing the negative side right. about you, right. you know, and that carries, mm -hmm. you know, that carries a lot of weight and significant value. Yeah. So, uh, and also, you know, making sure that the roles are clarified, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? If you make sure that at the end of the day, the road that you're going for, the road that you're in, you need to be man or woman enough on a professional standpoint to know if, and it's okay, if it's not too much for you, then if it's too much for you, then acknowledge that and step back from it mm -hmm. and regroup. And if it's mm -hmm. not too much for you, then that's fine. Then you stay in it. Then, you know, allow someone else to get in that role and you further your exactly. your, your advancement in your career. Because, you know, you don't want to get stagnant and you mm -hmm. definitely don't want to stand still. Right. Because then at that point, you're not learning. Right. You're and not it, growing. And it's also understanding that, you know, as you're looking at the role clarity and you're you know, really looking at your team, it's understanding that there's always going to be difference of opinion. Oh, that's true. You know, just in what we example, what we just went through, you know, like, hey, what I may call failure, you call experiences, but we were able to effectively communicate our point of view without like judging, like, no, you're wrong. No, you're, no, it's our experience. We have a difference of opinion and we can agree to disagree. That's true. You know, that's and that's true. what makes such a positive work environment of being able to say, you know what? My voice does count. That's it right. It may be different from yours, but as long as I'm fulfilling my requirement of effectively communicating in a professional manner where it's not about you're wrong or I'm right, but it's around, hey, we've had different experiences. This is my mindset. This is yours. But we can allow our differences to be our strengths in order to work together. And you said something that was very key. Agree to disagree. Mm -hmm. That is so yeah. that is so important because, you know, me and you have had agreements and disagreements. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you have to make up in your mind that, OK, that's your experience. That's my experience. But let's make the two experiences come together and work. Yes. And not mm -hmm. so much of, well, my experience is better than yours. It's not a competition. Right. Exactly. It's, it's not it's not a pointing a finger at you. Mm -hmm. It's just, hey, you took a different path than I did to get to where you're at, and mm -hmm. I did the same. Right. So let's put that together. Let's put that energy together mm -hmm. and come up with something that's powerful and awesome. Exactly, because what I always keep at the forefront is that there's a trust. Yes. You know, and we don't always have to agree, but I'm always going to remember that we established a strong foundation of trust that's and respect. That's right. That's right. And that is a core value. That yeah. is, and I'm committed to always re remembering that. That's right. So we can agree. We can kind of have to go in separate corners at times. That's and right. You know what? Believe it or not, in the work environment, sometimes you do have to go you do. into separate corners. You do. But at some point, you have to come back and have a conversation. That's right. You have to come back and address what happens. Yeah, don't leave it broke. Exactly. 
Exactly. I agree. I agree with that. And don't allow too much time to pass. I agree. Because oftentimes, especially as a leader, you have to sometimes set aside your pride, set yes. aside your feelings and your emotions to say, hey, we need to talk about this. Make time. Mm -hmm. You need yes. to make time. I agree with that. And then when you when you set that type of tone, people see that. Yeah. Yeah. And people you, will and appreciate bridge, that. Yes. And yes. you don't bridge that gap. No, no division. And that's the thing that we want to prevent in that's the work right. environment. There are always these little foxes that will try to come in and bridge a gap between the communication. That's right. Bridge a gap between, oh, I'm not going to respect you anymore. Oh, I'm not going to trust you anymore. In order to combat against that, you have to face it to fix it. Oh, no, I, I totally agree with you on that. And I, I'm so glad that we had talked about this subject and this topic because this is so important. And this, and I, I feel it's well needed and mm -hmm. deserving of talking about it because there's so many people out there that may be in the wrong seat, mm -hmm. but they the right. But, you know, they may it may be in the wrong seat, but it, they can be the right person for a different seat. Exactly. You and know what I'm saying? It's the constant evaluation. We it call is. it succession planning. Um, but it's really around, you know, leadership, management, supervisors being in agreement of what does the right seat and what does the right person look like. Right. You know, starts with it starts with yourself. It does. And then it's an assessment. But then once you determine what it is, don't be wishy washy. That's right. Do not be double minded and go back and forth on what does it need to look like. Stay the course. That's right. And don't compromise. Because the moment that you compromise, that's where all of a sudden you now have somebody who really isn't a right fit. At all. And one bad apple will ruin the bunch. It sure will. And you want to protect against that because there are countless people. I meet talented people every single day that are waiting and looking for the right position. But the wrong person could have that kind of hold up yes so it's really around you know just making sure that you take the time to do an assessment and if you're not able to do that you know on our youtube page and um, on our facebook page we constantly will put resources available to help leaders that's to, right you know do a culture reset uh, yes. Look at the language, the, their cultural language, um, and be able to really help to just bring um, togetherness in in uh, uh, an environment that is conducive for every single person to thrive. That's right. And as we wrap this up, you know, we appreciate everybody listening and just allowing us to extend our mics and just uh, hear our our views from. Uh, people, a personal, not a personal, but more of a professional perspective in the workplace. Uh, and, you know, and, and you can learn from both sides, personal and professional. But overall, you know, we're extending our mic so people can, you know, chime in and let us know how you feel and what you think about that, whether you feel different or you had different experiences. You never know because we all come from different uh, areas in life and we went through a lot of different things. But we can all learn and help each other throughout this whole entire venture. So as we check out, me and Rhonda will be chatting with y'all again as we usually do and coming up with some awesome topics to yeah. talk about for the professional working people. And, um, you know, with Have You Heard Spread the Word, here's a word to spread during the course of your week. Intention. Mm. Be intentional about making sure that you have the right ones around you for the course of this week. And you can join us also on Wednesdays and Fridays. You know, we constantly are providing workplace solutions on our YouTube and Google and Apple Podcasts. And we'll help you during the course of the week to just remain intentional um, right. about your work environments. So thank you for joining us, and we'll see you um, soon. Um, and we thank WTMP Radio 97.5 right. FM for allowing us uh, this opportunity to spread the word about the you know just having um, an opportunity to talk about this thing we call the workplace. Workplace, that's right. And y'all take care, and we'll be talking to you later. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. 
I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.